I got power rocketing, rocketing. Just comes smoke the coming out of the top of that thing. Oh, geez. We're surprised. I'm very surprised. Oh, good. This will be good. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly, and I'm hosting, of course, with Penn Gillette. And guess what? Penn has a question. Penn Gillette has a question. <laughs> and we'll try to answer that and all kinds of things as we go through the week that was. Our last week of January? I think so. Yeah. Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Matt Donnelly. Yeah. You didn't take my question. I, I did not. I did not. I did my intro. I am preaching love. That's not a question. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't have done that last week, but it sure was fun, wasn't it? Uh, that's a, right. It's like one of those things where like, oh, we're finally not holding back. How fun. And then you're like, oh, this can do nothing but cause trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I, this is the weird fucking thing. You know, I'm. I'm working on a few different projects. You know, yeah. you always have a few different projects. Yeah, yeah. Going. You, you don't idle easily. I have several projects going. And uh, one of the projects, one of the people we're working with uh, actually said to other adults, <laughs> I, I, I get offended pretty easily. Wow. I think when you're like 30, yeah, that's kind of a badge of honor. To say you have a thin skin. I'm traumatized easily. I have, you know, can you imagine, can you imagine uh, some people like in their 20s? Yes. Talk about having someone say something mean to them. Yes. And then they say, I have uh, PTSD. They use those four letters. Can you imagine if you were in uh, Afghanistan? Right. And saw your best friend blown apart by a roadside bomb. By a roadside bomb. Yeah. And then have pieces of shrapnel in your shoulder. Yeah. And you've been in uh, counseling for PTSD. Yeah. And someone says, I overheard someone swearing and I have PTSD. How can you control your PTSD to not rip that person apart? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. And and the hard, yeah, that's difficult. Also, what struck me when you said it is that no one thinks they are usually. So the fact that that person actually said it is interesting to me. Yeah, a little bit because everyone thinks that you know sexually. That's not, that is comedy, not true anymore. It's not. That is simply not true anymore. People do not think that about themselves anymore. Right. That's it used to be. It used to be a badge of honor. Yeah. To say you were tough. You can oh, say yeah, yeah. anything to me. Yeah. You can say fucking anything to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember uh Eddie Gorodetsky yes. saying, uh, I would watch you dig up my mother, my dead mother from the grave and fuck her if I thought it would get a good laugh. Right. And that was a badge of honor. Yeah. I mean, you would sit around with any, I think, can you imagine a person working on a comedy show in 1985 yes. saying, I get offended easily. <laughs> can you imagine that? No, I can't. You know? No. Can you imagine Stephen Wright going, be careful what you say around me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I'm in discussions right now to go back to an improv festival 
that mm-hmm. I uh, was part part of uh, teaching at and everything like that. You know, 15 years ago, it's the anniversary coming up. Yeah, and I haven't taught at a festival in a long time, mm-hmm. and I have not taught since a lot of these things have come into our mm-hmm. vernacular. And improv um, rehearsals was always a safe place to take risks. Yeah, because like you're 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 literally constantly encouraging people to just let it fly out of their mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they have to be able to play a racist or I don't I don't think that's true anymore. That's what I, that's this is what I'm concerned about. I, I don't think that's true anymore. I think that you are supposed to be policing what you say all the time, even even in that environment. I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't no, see no, I, how I, that I, I can hear be. You. And um, I have never, uh, you know, I have collaborated probably yeah longer with the same person than anybody working now. Yeah, I mean the Smothers Brothers go back out on the road. Nope. I don't mean. <laughs> right. And Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, yeah, with long breaks, have been working longer than us. Yeah, but I've collaborated a lot, writing a lot. Yes, you know. And uh, what I've never seen in collaboration, and now I see all the time, is actors toning down stuff. Can we make this scene a little less intense? Yeah. What? Because you've seen. Teller and I work. Yes. Not a lot. There's, there's, there's occasions, and you know the th- examples I'm talking about. Yeah. But there's occasions when Teller and I will put a little cap on something. But for the most part, when one of us says, let's let's do something far out, the other one says, can we take it further out? Yeah. Can, now, we, can we do more? Also, you guys say uh, bluntly honest shit to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think that's anything, you know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like you'll you'll both present stuff, and the yeah. other would be like, "I don't see it." You know, yeah. there's no. I know you've been working hard on this, and I'm trying to understand. You know, there's no couching. Well, I, I tried to say this on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, and boy, did no one get it. But shooting down an idea is a huge time saver. Yeah, because if you can get an idea shot down. The first day you're pitching it, that's fabulous because you do not want to work on that for six weeks right? and then find that same flaw someone in the room knew. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe, I hope you're okay with me bringing this up. You were, when we were working on Foolish Closers, Yeah, you had an idea for a card routine that you thought was kind of slick and you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the middle of it, you kind of felt like it wasn't landing and then yeah. it didn't land mm-hmm. and the room stayed like super quiet. Yeah. And I was like, is someone going to help pen out here? Yeah. And the answer was no. <laughs> and then in fact, then I tried and I was literally shut up by Teller. Mm-hmm. Like Teller was like, no, 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 no. That's not what he needs. Like he was like, no, he didn't say that, but he was like, that's not yeah. what he's going for. Yeah. And like, he basically was like, don't help. This is, this bit is crashing. Let pen crash was yeah. basically it. And what you don't know yeah. is that basic idea yeah. will be coming back. Oh, good. With a whole different shell on it and everything changed entirely. Right. And when, I think when you see it, yeah. you'll say, oh, this is the same bit. But no one else would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one else yeah, will yeah, know. Yeah. Tell them will know. Some of the crew will know. You will know. Yeah. Everybody else will think that bit pen did died. Yeah. This is a brand new bit pen thought of. But yeah. they're related. Yeah. They're related. But in the room, in the full creative team on board around you, 
I was the only person concerned about your emotions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned that day at rehearsal. I left talking to my wife about it. Including me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you were like, hey, well, what the hell, guys? You left me hanging out there. You were like, yeah, that's the, it sucks. Let's move on. And I was like, okay. You know, if we, if we can. And you guys did go into the next bit. We just saved 10 hours. <laughs> and I was like, I'm the only one wearing this. <laughs> I'm the only one who thinks it's heavy in the room. Everyone else is moving on, you know. Uh, uh, but you're right. And so when you run something. But like also a- when, when you're feeling shitty yourself. Yeah. You really think, you really believe moving on won't work. Yes. And then you have to intellectually say, but it's worked before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what, yeah. I'm always like, when I'm fighting with my wife, I'm always like, all the years of counseling tell me that this is going to be about me at the end of this. <laughs> but the other voice is like, but I don't see it yet. So I'm going to keep fucking fighting. And then at the end, I'm like, God damn it, it is about me again. Damn it. But if you, the other thing is, if you just say, this idea is not working, let's talk about another idea. Yeah. You start talking about it yeah. and you want to say every sentence, yeah, but that last thing. Yeah, but that last thing. <laughs> and if you don't say that, yeah. all of a sudden you're wrapped up in this all. By the way, yeah. now we have to be very careful what we're saying here. Yes. Because we could ruin things for people who are coming to see Foolers. Right. Because we have got a fucking fabulous trick. Yes. And why is that a fabulous trick? Because <laughs> it's Hondros. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hondro gave for Foolers, which yeah. will be playing, we should just say. Uh, uh, Milwaukee yeah. uh, on uh, February 24th. I just did promos for these, so I should know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Indianapolis, February 25th, and Akron, Ohio, February 26th. Yeah. Uh, Hondro gave us yeah. like one of the strongest bits in his whole routine. Yes. It's just incredible. And you'll be doing it. Yes. You're going to get the credit for it. And remember that after we worked on this for you, Teller said to me, we could just do this. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, right? Because I have shows coming up uh, before then. I have three shows, one in Maryland, two in Red Bank. Uh, and I was like, uh, the weekend before, and I was like, well, I, I do need to practice this bit. <laughs> this sure would be nice to add to my show. Yeah. And, uh, 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 and so I do think it's smart for me to practice that bit. It's the shows after that after that, that I'm, I'm like, Oh, I bet I'm going to really like doing this trick in the show. <laughs> and it's not my trick at all. Not one inch of it is mine. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, if you want, and Teller hates this phrase. Yeah. Teller hates this phrase the way I hate works. <laughs> you know, it works. Oh, We're yeah. doing this bit and it works. Oh, I hate that. Mm. It just, it, it just, it crushes my heart that we're not doing art anymore. Uh, we're just trying to do something that'll make the audience happy to get, well, it works. That joke works. Uh, uh, oh. uh, yeah. I, I, it bothers me. I now but share anyway. that with you. You've convinced me. I now hate it. <laughs> but, but anyway, this is what Teller hates. Pack small plays big. Oh! <laughs> he just thinks, no, sometimes it packs big plays big. What the fuck? Just stop with that. The idea that the that you can expand something, yeah. and that's a good thing. But I got to tell you, this Hondro trick. <laughs> it's the definition. A pack small plays big. That it blows up the whole theater. Yeah. The whole fucking theater blows up, and it is a. It's not quite a shoebox. No. Because you need a piece of poster board. It's like three shoeboxes. And a piece of poster board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it, crazy. Exactly. And that's why I was like, oh, I if I could do this in my show to practice, yes, I could pull this off flying my little ass on Southwest to, to Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can pull the I put this trick in my show. Yeah. Yeah. It and it is uh Well you but I was gonna say we have to be careful what we're saying. Yes. Because we're doing this trick and people are gonna see it, people are gonna dig it hard. Yes. And uh we have to be careful of what we're saying coming up. Just have that in your mind. Yeah, yeah. We don't want us to ruin the trick for anything. We're shooting our part of this trick yes. on Tuesday. Yes. Are you going to come by? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was asking. Yeah. But I don't. We don't want to say anything about what we're shooting. Nope. Because that could hurt the trick. <laughs> <laughs> and who's going to be there and all that stuff? How big are the theaters in uh, those? These are all uh, like a thousand seat, twelve hundred seat. Oh, that's seat. nice. That's nice. We just played Portland. Our first run out since Teller's Quad. Yes. Yeah. 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 So our first run out, and it was. Um, it was great. Yes. Um, it's 3,000 seat theater. That's what I was, it looked gigantic when they showed, uh, there's a little clip of it on your Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, the one that you, you're aware of. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 seat theater. Yeah. It was packed. Wow. Packed. It was 3,000 people. And um, I tell her, everybody was worried about how's Teller, how's Teller, how's Teller. <laughs> I was fucking miserable. Oh no. I was miserable. There was blood pouring out of my left ear, which never makes you feel good about your health. <laughs> blood coming out your ear, you say to yourself, geez, that's near my brain, right? Yeah. This is also the ear they took off and went into my brain. Oh, gosh. Right? It's right near my brain. Yeah, yeah. And blood's coming out of it, right? Yeah. Now every listener is coming aware of how, how close their ears are to their own brains. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Blood coming out your nose yeah. doesn't bother you, and the nose is close to your brain. <laughs> it's right. weird, but the ear is sticking on the side there. Yeah, It's like your nose is on top of the mouth, and your eyes are there, and there's a lot of stuff happening on your face. So you say to yourself, face, and then you say brain, right? <laughs> yeah. Those are two different things. Yeah. Ear Right against the brain. There's no face on the side of your head. There's no face. There's just an ear hanging there yeah. and a hole going into your brain. Yeah. Now, when that hole, when you feel wet, okay, and you reach up to your nose and there's blood, you just go, oh, I don't know. I, I hit it or something. Or I banged it or the change in the weather or it's dry, it's sinus, it's yeah. just blood coming out my nose. You don't go like, ah, but you reach up and feel wet in your ear. First of all, Wet in your ear is different than wet in your nose. Yeah. Because wet in your nose is common. Yeah. If you were a dog, it would mean you're healthy. <laughs> right? Cold nose right. means you're healthy if you're a dog. Not that bad. So you feel, oh, it's a little wet on my nose. That's embarrassing. It's probably snot. Oh, it's red. It's blood. Not that bad. I'll get a piece of tissue, stick it. It's like cutting yourself shaving. Yeah. Different, okay, than a big lesion on your neck bursting into blood. Yes. But you reach up and go, huh, there's a little moisture. And I say the word moisture knowing that many people hate the word moist. Right. Uh, I reach up, you feel a little moisture. You look it down and it's red. And it's not like diluted red, but it's like red, red. You go, geez, what there is, is there's blood coming out of my brain that's shooting out of my head. Right? That's what you think. So that's what I had for that show. I was also crazy, wicked, tired. Wait, wait, wait. How did you address this this ear bleeding? Well, I got blood coming out of my ear. No, but what, what did you do about it? I didn't dance. <laughs> what do you mean? That was there a celebration? 
that I call people to say. Tell another human. My doctor, on the way to the airplane to go to Portland, yeah. I stopped in to my doctor. Uh, okay. And I said, you might, might want to look in my ear. Okay. And he looked in my ear and went, Jesus, which is really not what you want a doctor to say. And my doctor is from Peru. Yeah. So when he does, he says Jesus instead of Jesus. Yeah. You know, this is American Jesus. <laughs> it's a real emergency. Yeah. 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 Jesus, he goes to Spanish. You go, okay. Yeah, yeah. But Jesus Christ. Ah, it's a mess in there, he says. I go, yeah. He goes, well, take these like drops of like brain killer, <laughs> put those in your ear, and then push your thing. He knows what the thing is called, but yet he can't use the word because you don't know. But you know this part of your ear? Oh, yeah. The little flap? Yeah, not the go- lobe, but the, yeah. The thing you don't know the name of it. Yeah. Like it's called the flanks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flanksix. That's what it's called, flanksix. Okay. If I say the word flanksis, that's what that means. Which, by the way. Should I be convinced that you used the right word there? I don't think I used the right word. No. (laughs) What is the right word there? I don't remember. (laughs) So you don't know either. There's no flanksis. I just made up. There's a phalanx for sure. Phalanx there is, not flanksis. But this here, first of all, they cut part of this out and put it inside my head. Did you know that? No. If you look at the two sides of my head at once, which you can't do unless you're a cow, (laughs) (laughs) which you even couldn't do anyway, but it's an interesting thing. You know, cows, their brain process is almost 360. And we think cows are stupid. Right. Well, horses see things bigger. (laughs) Don't get me started on my horse facts. (laughs) Okay. I'm talking cow eyes. (laughs) <laughs> which is actually my loving name for you. <laughs> Old cow eyes. Uh, they, and whales too. Yeah. They can put together on almost, they, they see in 360. That's crazy. They see in pano on your uh, on your iPhone. Wow. Yeah. That's the way cows see the world. Maybe. Right. I don't, wouldn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I can't see. But if you could see this flanxis yeah. and the other flanxis, Okay. Simultaneously, my right one's bigger. Oh. Now, usually with breasts, the left one's a little bigger. Right. I believe it's because it's over the heart, but I don't know. <laughs> but usually, the left one's a little bigger. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're someone who gets really turned on by flanxuses of the ears, <laughs> and you look at Pendulette, you go, you know, his right one's a little bigger, yeah. and that's because my left one is surgically reduced. What for? Because they needed a little piece of skin to put inside my head. Oh. As a souvenir. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I, I, how, uh, there's so many questions that I know you can't answer. Matt Donnelly <laughs> has a question. Now, what that has done is stopped you from being able to ask a question. <laughs> it does. It does. They took off a piece of that. What yeah. I'm supposed to do is I put the drops in my ear, lay on my right side yeah. to the left ear to be up, and then I pump the flanxes to to squirt the stuff deeper into my head. And I try to get into my brain. And because part of my skull is missing here, mm. I can rub above my ear and feel ah! as it goes into my head. And then I also, I can blow, I can close my nose, blow and whistle out my ear. That's one of the skills I have. If I'd have been in grade school with that skill, I would have gotten milk for that. <laughs> Chocolate milk. Hey, if you can whistle out your ear, I'll give you some of my chocolate milk. Deal. 
know the little cartons. Have you ever seen Penn call a bird? It's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Does it out his ear. So when they say to people, blow it out your ass, they can say to me, when they clean that up, say, blow it out your ear. Yeah. I can do it. You can. And blood comes out too. Which is a in grade school, that would be money in the bank. That would be chocolate milk and marbles. <laughs> you might get a Hot Wheels out of that. <laughs> Did the ear stop bleeding during your performance? The ear was bleeding during the performance, but not so the audience could tell. Because uh. when your ear bleeds, and my ears bled many, many times. I've been on an airplane, heard a bow, like a really loud bang, and then my left ear just blood pours out of it ah. yeah that's the way i live man you think you got troubles that's the way i live listen so i felt like fresh made shit mm-hmm. to do the show mm-hmm. uh my voice was strong and i wasn't coughing because i've taken so many fucking medications <laughs> um strong voice yeah okay strong voice no coughing coupled with blood out the ear and no will to live Okay. So you mix that all in a little pedestal, mortar, yeah. mortar and pedestal. Yeah. And have you found out what the part of the ear is called? You don't care, do you? Uh, well, I'm not exactly sure which part you're pointing to. Okay. When the you, whole thing is the pinna. This, the little thing, the little flap that comes over from the front over the hole. Okay. You know that part? Yeah, give me a moment. So- I get drops in my ear. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going on stage in Portland. And I got to tell you, and I'm ashamed to say this, but walking out on stage, I'm kind of going, what a fucking pain in the ass this is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Penn and Teller. And one of them is thinking, what a fucking pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) My ear is bleeding. I'm tired. I'm bummed out working on these projects that everybody wants to make more mediocre. Uh, thinking that I walk out on stage and I got to tell you, feels pretty good. Yeah, this is the, the, the you talked about this like you don't think moving to the next idea is going to help you mm-hmm. get off of your feeling shitty thing. I really say to myself backstage, you know, the story you want to tell is I walked on stage and three thousand people cheered and I felt better. Yeah. But that's just fucking bullshit. <laughs> but during one part, once, once you start some tricks, you started feeling better. No, no. I walk out on stage. It's not bullshit. It's 100% true. Oh. 100% true. I just feel better. Yeah. Okay. From curtain to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That wa- three steps. I feel better. <laughs> and then it's very important to me because in sound check, I was a miserable fuck. <laughs> Not, I wasn't rude to people. I wasn't unpleasant, but I was just standing there like uh, just a gray cloud. And then I had a run through love ritual to make sure I had all the beats. And I did it like this. And you follow this love ritual. Love ritual. If you want, uh, if you want uh, romantic love, you're going to get it. If you want platonic love, you're going to love for some weird ass reason. You're gonna get it. So you take the four cards. You don't want to know what they are. That's the way it's done. On stage with microphones, people around. That's what's done. And the audio and, guy's like, I guess I'll just figure it out when he goes. And Teller's leaning in, trying to go, just try to hear what, a little bit of what he's saying so I can remember my cues. <laughs> and when Teller leans in, of course, I get quieter because I want <laughs> Teller to know that I am suffering. <laughs> you had a quadruple bypass. 
good. We gave you three months of attention for you. Now I got blood coming out my ear, motherfucker. So I'm going to mumble. Okay. And so I come backstage feeling pretty good, but I can't let the crew know. Because <laughs> I want them to know I'm suffering. Yeah. So I want them when when they write their blog post the day after I die, they can say, I remember him being miserable backstage, but on stage you couldn't tell. <laughs> I want that I want them to be typing that, right? I want yeah, well Penn died today. I remember what a professional he was. We had blood coming out of his ear and he went out and did good shows. Yeah. That's I don't want him to say he had blood coming out of his ear when on stage he felt pretty good for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's not a blog post after I die and the whole crew's younger than me except Robbie they're all gonna outlive me yeah mm. I mean no wait Rob, what's the right answer there? I don't know Rob, <laughs> I think it's just true Robbie I don't think will outlive me okay he smoked cigarettes for years and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's he, probably, he might die before otherwise he's in good shape though shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah Robbie probably would probably will out that big black hat must protect him from radiation and yeah. stuff like that so what i figure is when i die yeah there'll be a blog post and somebody will say i remember him feeling like shit and then he would uh, he would go out and do a good show yeah but then i came back stage and right after the show ended yeah and i really felt like shit <laughs> you know what you don't think about is you say to yourself backstage I'm going to walk out on stage, and when that audience starts cheering and I start getting laughs, I'm going to feel great. You know the sentence you don't say? What's that? You don't say, when you do your final, good night, thank you. Yeah. You don't say to yourself, I'm going to walk off stage, go into that quiet, cold dressing room, change my clothes. I'm going to feel like shit. Uh, you don't say that. No, 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 but no. But it happens. Yeah. So I go back to, and man, I go, you talk about zero to 60. Yes. You don't talk about 60, 60 to, to zero. zero. Yeah. <laughs> how, how fast does I, do I emotionally crash? So I, I emotionally completely crash. Yeah. There's blood coming out of my ear. A project I'm working on is becoming mediocre. I haven't slept right. I'm on a lot of medications. I feel like shit. I go and I sit on the couch and Glenn says, the car's ready for you. Right? He just knows. And I go, yeah, I'm going to go. And he goes, well, Teller's got friends backstage. And I actually say, I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, do you want to get right back to the hotel? And I go, yeah. No reason on earth to get right back to the hotel. <laughs> no reason on fucking earth to get right you're back to the You're sitting on a strange chair there. You're sitting on a strange chair yeah. where you're at. Either way, you're not. there's no comfort. No friends. Yeah, no friends. No. I have a little cold room, yeah, right, and I'm feeling miserable. And I'm going to go to a slightly bigger cold room and feel miserable. But on the way, there's people waiting outside the stage door, and they say very kind things, and they have me sign a lot of stuff. Huh. And you want to comment to them when they, you know they've downloaded pictures from the web and printed them out glossy. Wow. And you want to say to them, why'd you pick that picture? Because <laughs> sometimes they've picked really shitty pictures. But I sign them happily. And that makes me feel really good. Yeah. And then the guy who's driving me, my driver yeah. from the theater to the hotel, yeah. 
is wearing a really nifty hat. I like that. He's got a really broad brimmed hat. He is proud of his hat. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's driving the car. It's a big car. I'm in it. And he's got a hat that he's wearing proudly. I'll tell you how proudly he's wearing this hat. When I go out there, before I go out, the guy at the, the guard at the door says, uh, yeah, your driver's out there. He's wearing a hat. <laughs> he's wearing a, he's making a very strong Just statement. a hat. Yeah. But you know it. That's it. You right? know it. You walk out and go, oh, yeah, that's a driver with a hat. <laughs> I mean, the hat is coming out from his, what's that part of your ear called, Ready? <laughs> I think you're talking about the tragus, but I'm not sure. Yeah. The tragus. tragus. Yeah. Okay, here's the why I need It might be the fossa. Which side? Uh, the, the side the closest to your nose. Yeah, the forward side. Okay, that's tragus. Tragus. Okay. I'm telling you, I needed that word because yeah. the hat's brim yeah. goes about four inches out from his tragus. <laughs> <laughs> that's how far it goes out from his tragus. It's a broad-brimmed hat. Yeah. It's not really like an old-fashioned hat, and it's not really a sombrero because it's black. Okay. Although sombrero just means hat. Yeah. But we think of sombrero as a Mexican hat. Yes. It actually, come to think of it, it's kind of like a Spanish flamenco dancer's hat. Yeah. It's squarish kind of hat. Okay. With a broad brim. Comes out from your trachis quite a ways. <laughs> um, it was a good hat. Yeah. So that gave me a moment of joy. And then I wanted to remind myself, oh, by the way, Penn, you're miserable. <laughs> but this next part, you're going to really, really like, okay? Yeah. Because I have a rule lately that I don't want to watch TV alone, ever. Okay. Because I don't think it does me any good. I'm better off reading. You know why I'm better off reading? I'll fucking tell you why I'm better <laughs> off reading, okay? I'm going to fucking tell you right fucking now why I'm better off reading. Matt Donnelly has a question. Because when, when, when someone writes a fucking book... Yes. They got nobody on their dick. And that's not true. They got an editor and yes. they got a publisher yeah, yeah. who's on their dick a little bit. Yeah. But for the most part, there isn't some fucking stupid fucking actor coming in and going, can we make this scene a little less intense? Because I have PTSD. And we don't have a fucking <laughs> other person going, I'm easily offended. Can we make this scene worse? No, I'm going to tell you. You're it, right. Like, like uh, if Judd Apatow listens to an author be like, oh my God, my fucking editor is trying to ruin my book. Yeah. Apatow's got to be like, buddy, uh, yeah. take a, <laughs> try, try sending your script off to 20 people who will never watch your movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get, get feedback from all of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every single person, every single person, the person playing the fucking parking lot attendant goes, well, I don't know if you should use the word cunt there. Yeah, yeah. The waiters come back enough to give water and you're still on the same point. He's going to mm -hmm. chime in. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know what? He has a point. Yeah. The waiter is pretty smart. Yeah. Well, that's what Arthur Penn said. <laughs> Arthur Penn said, the first three takes, yeah. I get to direct. <laughs> Take four. Yeah. The actors get to direct because they now understand what I'm trying to do. Yes. By take seven, 
the cameraman's directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then he knows. And he says, by take 35, Craft Services <laughs> is now directing your movie. And I didn't really know what he meant at that point. Yeah. But when you write a book, so when you're reading a book, yeah. you got a guy. Yeah. Or, you know, by guy, I mean both, both all genders. A person. You've got an author talking to you. Mm -hmm. The author sat alone at a keyboard, and that goes right into your brain. Yeah. When you're watching a movie, there's been 150 fucking people trying to fuck up that idea (laughs) before it comes to your eyes. You understand what I'm saying? I do, actually. uh, I was listening to a podcast, and they were actually uh, praising Tar. Yeah, and this is just a sports guy. He was not like a big movie watcher. He goes, and I, he goes. I'm look. Tar is intense. I don't know if I ever watch it ever again. But it was so refreshing to watch a movie that wasn't already couching things for its own audience. I feel like every movie now, yeah. is so safe in how they speak to their audience that he just loved that Tar just went out and did exactly what it wanted to do. Tar is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Tar is so good it makes you hate other movies. <laughs> That's how good it is. Yeah. Tar is so good that halfway through Tar, you go, Marvel people, fuck them. <laughs> don't don't get this. Started. We pissed off listeners last time we talked. I know that. <laughs> but uh, uh, Trachis. Trachis. No, in other words. You learned Trachis from this. But I think uh, Tar is going for, Tar is the closest thing we got movie-wise to what you're talking about that an author gets. Yeah. Uh, Penn Jillette has a question. <laughs> ben? David, you didn't call on me. <laughs> I do. You know this part of your ear? Yeah. It's called the Tragus. Tragus. Well, Tragus. Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we didn't ask last week, how many people have you officially welcomed to Vegas during this show? <laughs> <laughs> Stood up. Yeah. Um, I am the suddenly the ambassador of strip entertainment. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Here's a here's a key to the city. Yeah. I, what I am is I'm a fucking weird shaped sign that no one knows the shape of. Parallelogram? Yeah. What shape is the Vegas sign? I don't know. <laughs> this is a hard show, isn't it? This is a really difficult show. But you know that weird shape the Vegas sign is? Yes. That's the shape Chris Angel is. <laughs> Welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to Las Vegas. My head is that shape. <laughs> I have a fabulous question. <laughs> yeah. It's not a diamond. No. It's it's, it's a diamond. There's in there's a diamond in there. Mm-hmm. Followed by a, a, a thing over the top of it that makes it eight. The pointed. guy who uh who designed that sign. Yeah. Maybe it's a woman. It was I think it was a woman who designed yeah. that sign. She died like just ten years ago. Maybe Chris Angel was filling in for her. Yeah, welcome to Las Vegas. We got the sign, Chris. <laughs> Do you think David Blaine missed that sign coming in? So you got to stand up and just say, just in case you missed the yeah. sign. Your taxi driver probably drove around. <laughs> I hope your driver had a nice hat. <laughs> if I, ben Gillette has a question. Uh, yes. You didn't call on me, Matt. I did not. When you came in to yeah. Vegas, yeah. hope your driver had a good hat. Thank you. Do you know the name of that thing in your, that's a question. Uh, Tragus. All right. Everybody should have a deck of cards. <laughs> the funniest thing ever said the funniest thing ever said you gotta remember that yeah when someone says something to you out of the blue well everybody should have a deck right, well of i cards. wish i have a deck of cards 
<laughs> like uh, Sinatra would say, I think it's going to rain when he wanted to get his entourage to move politely out of a party. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's a, I, if I'm stuck in an uncomfortable conversation, I'd say, well, everyone should have a deck of cards. Yeah? <laughs> David Blaine, genius. Absolute genius. It's the only thing to say after that. I wouldn't have been able to. No. I wouldn't have been that smart. No. I would have said, well, that wasn't a question. <laughs> which is a fucking nightmare. That's the worst thing you can say. The worst thing you can fucking say. I just mentioned cancer. Yeah. And you said it wasn't a question. No, I just mentioned cancer and you said everybody should have a deck of cards. And we all moved on. We moved on. And you so think I, you can't move on, but you can. I got back to the hotel. Yeah. And I said, I'm fucking miserable. So you know how every hotel, I guess fancy hotels. Wait, I have an Uber question for you. Okay. This driver knew who you were because he was assigned to pick you up specifically from the theater. He was not an Uber driver. Oh, he's just a driver driver. He was a driver driver from the theater theater. When you Uber. Yeah. And the driver just makes regular small talk but hasn't made out who you are. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you, do you tell them your occupation? What, no. You don't no. do any of that. What they, what usually goes. Yeah. Is they, this is what happens and I'm just reporting. Yeah. Just reporting. I get in the car and I say, uh, are you, are you Muhammad? And they say, yes. And they say, Ben, and I go, yes. And I sit down because you have to make sure it's the same person. Yes. Otherwise they will reprimand you. Yeah. yeah you verify. And I drive a little while and they say, uh, is it okay if I put the radio on? And I go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Then they say. Oh, that voice. And I go, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. And they go, are you Penn? And I go, yes. <laughs> we already covered this material. <laughs> I don't say that. I say, yes. They go, oh, that voice, which always amazes me because my name yeah. is, is not unique. We know there's a guy on it's the show called, called you that's named Penn. Yeah. And the show called you, he's named Ben? I th- yeah. I don't know. But he's like a sexy Ben. Yeah, yeah. I'm the ugly Ben. <laughs> and I'm in the car. And there's a guy named Penn Demption who does producing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a guy named Penn who, uh, uh, what is the really hardcore porn people that get in real trouble all the time? Rhombuses. No, they do the gun. <laughs> They do, they do, they do, they do the gonzo stuff. I know what it's called, but, um, he's, he's named Penn. Yeah. But it's really funny that it's not till they hear my voice and they go, Penn. (laughs) And I also think I get in the car kind of looking like me. Yeah. And with the name Penn. So I can't imagine picking up to pick up, you know, uh, the, 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 the person says, Matt. And I go, yeah. I say, Barbara Streisand. And I say, yeah. And they get in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do my on the radio. Sure. Wait. <laughs> that was the most perfect Barbara Streisand ever done. Boy, you know, that's um uh th- th- someone plays a party game, some yeah. comedian. Yeah. To try to do impersonation with one word. Oh, that's hard. And you can't do a word that they're known for. You just won that game. <laughs> I did. I did. You just won that game. Because <laughs> yeah. you can't do sure for um, Ray Donovan. No, no, no. Because he's known for that. He says but sure. But for Streisand, you can Yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. Like, uh, it was when uh, Gilbert Gottfried, uh, which incidentally his anniversary uh, to Darius was yesterday. Oh. Uh, two days ago. Uh, 
16th anniversary would have been. Um, Gilbert Godfrey used to do Bob Dylan tasting something he doesn't like. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but you just did the great strike stamp. Uh, so I get to the hotel. Yeah. And hotels, fancy hotels now, have two lobbies. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you noticed this? I don't. You, uh, you, I'm not. You don't stand... Nice the, the Hampton hasn't made that move yet, yeah. if you're asking. <laughs> you go into floor one. Yeah. And there's three guys there at a little, like, bell desk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go up to floor eight, and that's where the proper lobby is. Oh. And they have a really nice desk, and that's where they have tea and where they have people drinking. Okay. Then you go up to your room room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So- I had gone in there when I first arrived, and I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm doing a lot of, I'm a fancy-ass guy on this. Right. Sorry, I'm a fancy-ass Ask guy. all of you, would you switch places? You keep the bleeding ear. Would you switch places <laughs> with him? You know? Yeah. So I go in, and they don't, I don't have to check in. They yeah. give me an envelope and my key in it when I arrive. Oh. They go, hello, Mr. Gillette, and they just hand it to me. That's... Right. Okay. I just go right up to my room. I would take the bleeding ear for that. <laughs> but I have, so I've not been to the lobby, which is on the eighth floor. Yeah. This is a really nice hotel. We're staying in Portland called Nines. That's Ooh. what the hotel is called. You know something else in the address? Yeah. There's no Nines. <laughs> they just call it Nines. So they keep you guessing. Yeah. Because they had like some big room to let's, what are we going to call this hotel? Nines. What? What's that, Bob? Nines. Well, it's not like... I think it went nine. Not fancy enough. Nines. Yeah. Well, is is the address of the, of the place we're building it 999? Nope. 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 Nines. Because like dressed to the nines. Uh, no. No one uses that expression. I know. That's why it's fancy. Yeah. Because no one says that. That's why I... Believe me, when I opened my coffee shop, Druthers, no one thought I was going to do well there either. <laughs> <laughs> Druthers and Nines. Oh, you got to get Druthers at Nines. Oh, yeah. best croissants, best croissants in the city. Yeah. They make a wonderful croissant at Druthers at Nines. <laughs> <laughs> right up the street from No Hogwash and Bindle Sticks. <laughs> and, and and don't forget the martial arts place Kerfuffle. <laughs> There's a martial arts place called Kerfuffle. We'll prepare you for, in parentheses, a kerfuffle. kerfuffle. <laughs> first rule, we cannot initiate the kerfuffle. You can only <laughs> be the person who is kerfuffled to use what we teach you in this room. Right, right. First thing you try to do is you try to mediate the kerfuffle with kindness. You must warn them you are trained before you begin engaging in a kerfuffle. You say, I am prepared for a kerfuffle, yeah. but I'd rather not have one, sir. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. Listen, instead of having this kerfuffle, yeah. why don't we go over to Nye's and Druthers and I'll buy a croissant? <laughs> or do you just think fiddlesticks to that? <laughs> He just said fiddlesticks. When he said fiddlesticks, I got to tell you, that kerfuffle escalated. <laughs> and then I won, and it was kind of the bee's knees. That's on top of nines, right? <laughs> bee's knees has got to be it's overlooking the, all that's of the That's floor city. 18. <laughs> it's 
bee's knees. Yeah, I'll take you up to the bee's knees. It's <laughs> an amazing view. But I just had a croissant at Druthers. <laughs> just get yourself a drink and up at the bee's yeah, knees. Yeah, exactly. So I went to the eighth floor. Get yourself a sarsaparilla at bee's <laughs> knees. <laughs> so I went to floor eight. Yeah. And there was a... Um, I love there, they didn't put on nine. It's so great. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> There's a big case with artwork, uh-huh. and the artwork is giant ruby slippers with pointed toes. It's a sculpture. And the name of the sculpture is Snakes. What? Nothing. I just told you everything. <laughs> The only thing you could do is repeat it. There's no added, no added. You know what I said when I saw that? Yeah. Everybody should have a deck of cards. Because <laughs> I was flummoxed. I was flummoxed at Druthers at Nines before I went up to the bee's knees. So I walk in there and they say to me, um, hello, Mr. Gillette. I go, hi. And then I walk into a place called the Farmery or something. Uh Uh-huh. Or the Happy Farmer or something. It's their restaurant. I look around to say, is there anybody here that's going to cheer me up? Is there anybody I can tell about my bleeding ear? And I say no. So I'm I'm there at uh, Farmer's Druthers for three minutes. Uh Ah. I go up to my room even more depressed. Yeah. Okay. Because I also kind of thought, well, maybe I'll see Glenn. At, but I came in the car before him. Yeah, he was He's, like, yeah. you were out fast. Yeah, I was out fast. So I go up to my room, and then I have a Zoom call with more depressing information about artistic stuff. Oh. Right? And I finish that, and I decide, I have this rule that I don't want to watch TV alone. I'd rather read a book because TV is watered down. Yeah. But I go, you know the mood I'm in. I think I'm going to watch TV by myself on my iPad. Because <laughs> you're like sulking and mad. Yeah. That like you're, this is your equivalent to like drinking. I'm going to turn out all the lights. <laughs> I'm going to have a cookie. I have a vegan cookie. Mm-hmm. By the way, there's a great restaurant in Portland called Fermenters where everything is rotten. <laughs> True. And it's great. Oh. I had a beet Reuben that was really good. Oh. But that's not important. Go there if you're important. Or maybe it's called ferment or ferment. Yeah. It's called ferment. And they have every, a lot of stuff is fermented. They've got, you know, those those drinks, what are they called? Kubachas? Yes. Kubuchas. Kubuchas. That's part of your ear. That's the back part. I'm going to ask you now. I want you to think about this. This is not, this is a real quiz. Mm-hmm. This is not rhetorical. Mm-hmm. I sat down with my iPad. <laughs> I thought about Mark. Matt, I forget your name. Thought about Matt. <laughs> My good friend, Mark. I thought about the mood I was in. Yeah. I decided to watch something on my iPad. It was an hour long. <laughs> and I watched it. What was it? Was it uh, season two, episode one of Mayor of Kingstown? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Because I said, you know what I want to watch when I yeah. get a bleeding ear? Yeah. Prison rape. <laughs> That show is so brutal. Nobody watered that fucker down. No. I, 
<laughs> I actually had to go back to the timestamp because I watched the beginning of it being like, oh, it's picking up right where it left off. Maybe it's actually going to take a deep breath. You know, it's, it's so intense. The final three episodes of that specifically mm-hmm. are within a, a crazy ass prison riot. And no happiness. No happiness. No, no one happiness. wins. No one no wins. One wins. No. There's no poetic, even silver lining. There's no, there's not even justice. No, 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 no. Usually like, you know, death wish and shit. Yeah. At least some people get justice. Yeah. No. And I was like, you know what? This season one, they made me watch not one, but two lethal injections. <laughs> <laughs> and a burnt child. They made me watch that right, as well. Right. So I was And like, like, like always yeah. with Tucker shirt, Tucker shirt in, is that his name? Uh, Tucker shirt in? No, Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I call him Tucker shirt. Tucker Sheridan is great. You always get a redheaded British woman, yeah. forced to talk an American accent, yeah. who gets beat to shit. Yes, he loves that. It's a, it's a, it's it's one of the it's one of the post-it notes he fills out. Yeah, <laughs> when he's doing his vision board for the show, it's got to be up there on the left, uh, right. You know, and even like Yellowstone's kind of chilled out, and they you know they went like went and made him governor. Super weird turns. Yeah, I, I stopped it, watching it, but yeah. it turned into horse torture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make this horse walk sideways and dance. Uh, it's like, you know, Stop you know it. what'll improve the show? Making it totally mainstream government. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because that's what, that's what people don't have enough of in their day-to-day lives. <laughs> uh, nine minutes. Nine minutes before it's absolutely fucking brutal. <laughs> they give you nine minutes. They give you nine fucking minutes. On a boat. Life. On a boat. It's, it's pretty. Like pretty. She's, she's comfortable. She's wearing a bikini. Yes. And they also cover the plausibles. Yes. Where'd you get that bikini? Yeah. Because she didn't know she was going on a boat. Right. So why would she have a bikini? She goes, yeah. I found it. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Good. Cover that plot Everyone hole. watching that show, that's fine covering of plot holes. <laughs> if this were mainstream CBS, you'd maybe get some letters. <laughs> but if ever, for the, the target audience of Mayor of Kingstown, great. <laughs> I found it. But he bikini. literally drives back to the boat and be like, no, boat time is over. <laughs> 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 and then you just watch two brutal scenes. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, ah, uh, it's back. Me, 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 me. It's a warm little blanket. Yeah. <laughs> why the fuck would you watch that? I'll tell you why you'd watch that. Yeah. Because your ear is bleeding. <laughs> and you want to live in your misery. Yeah. Yeah. This is the equivalent of drinking for me. Yeah. Well, then it's followed by drinking because I had cough syrup. <laughs> <laughs> so it is exactly that. In a little shot glass of yeah. cough syrup. Yeah. Jeremy Renner is the star of that show. That's who got run over by a snowplow. He ran himself over with a snowplow. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's crazy. Broke fifty bones in his body. Yeah, and not dead. Yeah, that's. But crazy. It, I read it a different way because I wanted to say, is that the guy that got run over by a snowplow? Yeah. So I typed in Jeremy Renner news. Yeah, and it came up and said saved his nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that part of it. Yeah. I thought it was just running yourself over with a snowplow. He saved his nephew? Yes. Uh, uh, he has a bunch of crazy fancy equipment. Apparently up in Tahoe, like whenever there's any kind of snow, he'll call like the mayor directly and be like, you need any help? Like just loves all of his gear he has. But apparently his nephew was stuck somewhere and he used his giant snowplow to get him unstuck. But then the snowplow started running again and it would have run uh, towards his nephew or something like that. And so he, he tried to crawl back in and instead he ran himself over. Because you you tried to step on a 
moving track. Yeah, moving tread of his giant snow cat. I, I'm not going to say anything yeah. about Jeremy Renner being stupid. Okay. Because I want to say if there's a snowplow that's running away yeah. out of control with yeah. treads yeah. going towards someone and I want to save them, yeah. whatever I did would be stupider than Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Take that to the bank. Stop. Stop. Stop, snowplow. <laughs> 53. Yeah. That's how many bones I would have <laughs> And I would have started with a bleeding ear. Yes. I would yeah. have been jumping into the snowplow with a bleeding ear. As they're, as they're taking in all your info in the hospital, you'd be like, make sure you put bleeding ear. <laughs> make sure and bleeding ear at the end of the well, medical report. Well, you want to you want to say pre-existing condition. <laughs> When they're when they're covering, yeah. when my insurance is covering the snowplow accident, yeah, they don't cover this bleeding air. No, that's pre-existing condition. Yeah, his brain was leaking out his head so badly he watched Mayor of Kingstown <laughs> alone <laughs> in a, in the Nines Hotel instead of going to the Bee's Knees. <laughs> we could have had himself a sarsaparilla. Now I know I didn't I didn't push you to watch that one because I know it didn't pass one. Test, which is there's no bear in episode. No bear. <laughs> no bear. No bear. In there's a bear all over season one. There's no yeah. bear. And the bear was happy. Yeah, the bear's the only one who's living their life correctly yeah. in that show. Yeah. Had it together. He's reading the signs and doing what he's supposed uh, to be doing. Watching that whole scene where the there were the prison guard who was raped yes. says I wasn't raped and I'm doing fine. Yeah. So we can get back into the prison. Uh, uh fuck you. Yeah. Okay, but now we've now shown that when they do make a TV show that is not watered down, yes. you don't like that either, do you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben Sunday School. That was Ben Sunday School. Cha cha cha. And to you become naked. You know, when we did Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. we did an improv show. Yeah, that's right. And my job was to call scene. And Donald Trump said, I didn't call scene at the right time. <laughs> he said it wasn't the proper punchline. Hasn't my That Was Penn Sunday School shown that I know when to call scene? Yes. Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, if everything else Trump did was okay, I'd still hate him for that. <laughs> And you know, we love you. Hey, Matt, you got anybody to thank? Oh, yeah. I want to thank the people who support us over at patreon.com slash pen. If you love this podcast, show it some love. Head over to patreon.com slash pen and see all the different rewards we offer. I want to thank Adam Luce. Is happy to hear that Teller is on the mend and performing his ass off in Portland. Timo Tehoff, Mark Pickenheim, Miriam Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., Adam Burzens, Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Nicholas Emerson, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, Rue Dudley, Ryan Matthews, Jeff Bacher, and Impossibilities Magic Show in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 